This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back everyone, this is the X Zone, and I still am Rob McConnell. I don't change over the news break at the bottom of the hour. I just say the stay the same mole guy Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the X Zone Broadcast Network and our growing worldwide family of broadcast affiliates and satellite programming providers. Send me an email. It's very simple. Studio at XZoneRadioTV.com on all social media sites. X Zone Radio TV. And our radio website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is a gentleman we had the pleasure of talking to, uh, oh, I guess it's been a year or so. His name is Robert Bakke. And I'll, I'll tell you something, Exxon Nation. In today's world of negativity, having a guest on like Robert is very refreshing because we're going to be talking about nothing is impossible. And Robert says, stop staring into your device. Make your dreams real. Robert is a jet captain, an aerobatic flight instructor, a black belt and regional champion, a number one seller on Amazon, a race car driver, a ski instructor, and he was running a multi-million dollar company by the age of 24. Robert moved on to a captain jet aircraft and coached people in their highest level of performance. And we're going to be talking to Robert about his new book entitled Prayer at Full Throttle. How Performance-Based Prayer Makes Miracles Happen. Now, you can get the book at www.robertbakke.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-B-A-K-K-E.com or at Amazon.com. And, Robert, welcome back to the Exxon. It is so great having you on the show, my friend. Well, it's great to be back. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you, Rob. And, and, uh, you know, my heartstrings get tugged knowing that you're up in in uh, Canada, I, uh, I I was just thinking. In fact, I was just thinking about everything in Canada here a short time ago. Have you? Uh, this is a little bit off point, but um, have you heard about this recent movie that came out called Eddie the Eagle? No. And, and uh, it's about it's about a British ski jumper from the '88 Olympics who um, fought his way into the Olympics literally within within a year of having started ski jumping and it, it's just a miraculous movie and and on the subject today that we're going to talk about about nothing is impossible and making your dreams come true uh, i can't say enough about this movie eddie the eagle it took place in calgary at the calgary ski jumps uh, back in 88 it ties in uh, achieving the impossible and it ties in canada and it's a real inspirational story and uh, so yeah it's just great to talk to you um 
I've always said the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. Everything in between is the work that goes into it. And my gosh, you know, jet captain, aerobatic flight instructor, black belt, and the list goes on and on and on. Have you always been able to accomplish what you have set out to do? Well, no. In fact, when people look at my life today, they think that I was born some naturally gifted athlete with deep pockets, and nothing could be farther from the truth. You know, I was, uh, and everybody needs to really, really connect to this. Right. I grew up the skinniest kid in my school. I was the class runt. I was the kid that was picked last in gym class. Every day, I was a bone-thin klutz not an ounce of self-confidence. And in college, now this is going to sound religious, and I don't mean it to be because it isn't religious, out of frustration mm-hmm. and somewhat out of spite, I read a couple different translations of the New Testament, and, and that was a pivot point. It wasn't like anything I had ever heard in church. It wasn't about organized religion. It was about our giftings, um, about our strength, it was about being strong and courageous and, and believing in the impossible. And, 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 and it was the most empowering thing I had ever read. And I honestly believed then that as I read that book, me, the bone thin klutz, was supposed to prove to the world that if you can see it in your imagination as a part of your life, yeah. if you'll work hard enough. It can all be made true, and that's that's what I've spent my life trying to prove to people. Robert, stand by. We've got to take our first break. Exonation, if you'd like to get more information on Robert, his website is www.robertbakke.com, and his book, Prayer at, uh, Prayer at Full Throttle, is available at Amazon.com. I am Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th, Registration deadline is September 12th. 
Experience Journey Trance, Power Animals, Helping Spirits, Sacred Space, and Life Purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Explanation, Robert Bakke is our special guest this hour. He is the author of Prayer at Full Throttle, How Performance-Based Prayer Makes Miracles Happen. It's available at Amazon.com. Robert, uh, before we went to the break, you told us about how, you know, you were the last one picked in, in high school. You know, you were the skinny kid. Uh, and you gave us a number of examples. But when you went to college, you spent some time reading three versions of the New Testament and Things happened. Why do you think? Why do you think things happened after reading the Bible? Well, I think a big part of it is um, <laughs> when when you have no confidence, when when you're a totally incomplete, empty vessel. Uh-huh. Uh, you're a prime candidate to get filled with. It, 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 I always think I'm, It always sounds like I'm getting religious, and I'm not. Um, I'm not a big fan of organized religion, but I believe in God. I believe he built every one of us. He built every one of us perfect. He built you, he built me, and he mm-hmm. gave us all a specific purpose and specific tools to achieve that purpose. And when, when, when you're totally empty on the inside, you can get filled with all of those things that now empower you to achieve the purpose you were put here to accomplish, as opposed to being all puffed up on pride, you don't need anybody, you're not going to listen to anybody, you know everything, you're headed for disaster. And, and so really, I think what, what, what turned out to be my greatest asset was um, humility just based on my, my size and, and my, my lack of confidence. And, and so when I actually read the New Testament, and, and I, I, I read all those things about giftings and empowerment and being strong and courageous and, and speak boldly. And doggone it, Jesus had a temper. He flipped tables and cracked yep. people with whips. I mean, uh, you know, th- that just really um, struck me. And, and uh, uh, it said that those who use well what they've been given, mm-hmm. not, not bury it in the ground, those who use well what they have been given shall be given abundance and they shall be celebrated. And and that that was really important to me. So there were just th- things in there that really connected. And then I believed that I was to prove to the world that if God shows you a picture for your life, not somebody else's life, mm-hmm. not when you look at somebody else's life and say, oh, that you know, that's what I want to do. No, when you look at the pictures that you see for your life, and you walk into those pictures. Um, that's when miracles begin to happen, and that's what I've spent my life proving. So when people read this book, it's built on hard fact and personal experience, and it will, in fact, change their lives. Why do you think there is so many people striving for success, and they don't even get one or two steps into the process, and they call it quits? They just say enough is enough. Well, um, boy, there's a lot of reasons for that, but you need to know one of the things that separates the wealthy from the poor is that with, with, when you take someone who's, who's essentially living in lack, mm-hmm. um, they'll try, quit, or they'll, they'll try, they'll fail, and they'll quit. That's what they'll do. They'll, they'll try, they'll fail, they'll quit. People that become wealthy, people that become successful, they just keep on failing until they yep. succeed. Well, failure but, is just a lesson to success. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wish people would see it that way. And, and another thing people need to understand is the power, the power of being the person you were created to be. And very few people understand this. As a matter of fact, um, this is fascinating. In, in 2012, there was a study done. You can Google it. It's called Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And this, this study, Top Five Regrets of the Dying, was taken by surveying hospice patients. Now, this is really interesting because, as you know, hospice patients, you know, they're, they're not getting out of the That's hospital right. now, so they're, they're at the end of their, their life. And so they were asked, what are, what are your top five regrets looking back on it? And get this. This is worth pulling your car over and listening to. Um, 
their number one regret was that they wish they would have lived a life true to themselves mm. as opposed to the life someone else had expected of them. Well, that's the number one regret people have. So we know right there that the vast majority of people, the vast majority of people listening tonight, know in their heart that their life is supposed to be going in a different direction. And I, and I, I implore those people to rear up with the courage, change course, and, and walk that path that's in your heart. I was talking about people failing, and they just give up. And I I don't understand why people cannot see the picture that in order to proceed, in in order to be successful, you will have failures because life itself is a learning lesson. We aren't born with the magic wand or the spoon in our hand that just makes everything work hunky-dory. It's not by putting a picture on the fridge and looking at it every day that you're going to have what you want. It's by it's by starting the voyage, starting the trip, and like you said, be persistent. Be true to yourself. Well, you know, when when it comes to actually working mm-hmm. and and you know taking defeat, I got two things to say. First of all, look at look at a running back on a football team. They hand him the ball, he might get tackled behind the line. They hand him the ball again, he might make a two-yard game. Yep. They hand him the ball again, he might get tackled behind the line. Hand him again, he sprains his ankle. He comes out in the fourth quarter, they give him the ball again, he goes for 96 yards and a touchdown. You know, it's failure, 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 mm-hmm. failure, 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 success. And, and that's, you know, that, that's just the way that it goes. The, um, uh, in, in the book that we wrote, um, Prayer at Full Throttle, the subtitle, um, is how performance-based prayer make miracles happen. And, and uh, it's interesting that the word performance, and this goes to your point about quitting, mm-hmm. um, the, the word performance shows up in the Bible 71 times. It shows up, it might say perform or performing, might say performance. It has different contextual uses. Right. But, but, the, but when you break it down with a, a concordance, the word performance in the Bible means this, it's very interesting. This is the process of achievement. Performance means this, to rise up, to endure. Endure is a great word, because that means it's going to be tough. Um, so rise up, endure, battle, finish, and succeed. That's why we call it performance-based prayer. If you want to see miracles happen in your life, you have to rise up, you're gonna have to you're gonna, you're gonna have to enter the field of battle, the battle mm-hmm. that you were created to fight, and fight on. And that's you know really. And again, I'm, I'm not going down the road of organized religion. I'm talking about you, and the Creator that built you. That that it's when you walk into your design purpose that the power of God Himself will come down right through the palms of your hand and manifest these miracles. I've seen it in my own life, but I'll tell you even a better example is that we were all told as kids about the story um, where little David slayed great big Goliath. Remember yep. that, David I slayed Goliath? Sure do. Every, yeah, everybody thinks that's what the story is, but we learned it wrong. David did not kill Goliath. Now listen up, because we can all learn from this one, because this is how it works. When, when, when little David said, I'm going to take out that great big Philistine, everybody laughed at him. Yeah. And they said, he's going he, he's he's to feed you through a meat grinder, you little punk. <clears throat> and David said this. He said, no, 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 don't forget. It was the Lord that delivered me from that lion, and it was the Lord that delivered me from that bear, and the Lord is going to deliver me from this great big Philistine. And so when he stared down Goliath, Goliath literally said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you to the birds, you goofy little punk. That's my paraphrased edition. But David, you know, David didn't run in fear, which most people would have done. He yeah. stared Goliath down, and he said, no, on this day, the Lord is going to deliver you. <laughs> and then he ran. He ran right at the thing that stared everybody the other direction. He ran at him. He loaded his slingshot. He twirled it over his head, and he fired the rock. And that's how Goliath got taken out. God conquered that giant, not David, but God conquered the giant working through David, but David had to get to work first. 
And that's where miracles come from. And they, they, they work in my life, they work in yours, and they work in the life of everybody listening tonight. I would imagine the hardest part about a, for a person who is listening to us tonight, and they're saying, okay, yeah, you know what, I understand what they're saying, you know, there is something else I'd rather be doing, and I know that this is what I've always wanted to do, but I've, I'm in a job, I've got a family, I can't afford to take the time to to really enjoy what I know I would like to do, a job that I would like to do, and, you know, I'm, I'm making this sacrifice for my family. Is that a cop-out? It is a cop-out, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a multi-generational cop-out because if a parent doesn't have the courage mm-hmm. to chase down their dream, how do they teach their kids to do it? I mean, kids, kids are going to learn from their parents, and they're going to learn most by mm-hmm. what they see you do. And I guarantee you that there's not a goal out there right now that can't be achieved if people just sit down with a pencil and a paper and they start deciding how it is that they can free up a little, you know, a little bit of time, mm-hmm. and they can free up a little bit of money. Because I have yet to run into anybody who doesn't have the time or the money to do something. Um, their schedule is just filled with all the wrong things, yep. and their money is going to other priorities. Let, let me give an example. Sure. Um, <laughs> I know all kinds of people who are giving up their dreams right now because they're driving like a, nine, a 2016 Ford F-150 because they had to have the 2016 Ford F-150. 2012 wasn't good enough, you know. They had a 48-inch flat-screen TV. Now they had to get the 60s. See, the money is there. They're just spending it in other places. And so, um, you know, push, push back against some of the stuff for a little bit, and that'll free up the money. Teach, you know, teach your 14-year-old son how to mow the grass so you don't have to do it. There's, there's ways to get all of these things done. And the last thing you want to do is be one of these hospice, pa- hospice patients who's laying there reflecting on their life, you know, realizing that they spent their whole life chasing, chasing somebody else's dream. It doesn't have to be that way. So would it be safe to say, based on your experience, that once the ego takes hold of you, you're in a lot of trouble. You need to recognize that the ego is the problem. Get rid of the ego and get back on track. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, you just hit a grand slam because, um, you know, Satan's greatest sin was his pride. Yeah. <laughs> it was his pride. You know, so if, if, if pride is the biggest sin, what does that make humility? The biggest asset. So... It's so interesting that there's so much power attached to humility, but we, you know, we never learned it that way. You know, we learned it just the opposite. But trust me, man, um, humility, having an open mind, listening to mentors—that's mm-hmm. that's where all growth comes from. Yeah, and and I've seen this in people who they say, well, you know. I'll solve it on my own. I don't want to go to anyone and ask for help because they're going to think I'm weak. In my book, if I have somebody who comes to me and says, listen, I've got a problem, uh, you know, can can you help me out? I don't think that person is, is anything else but a real winner who wants to win and who's not afraid to ask for help. Greatest athletes in the world yeah. all have coaches. You know, I, uh, I, I, I made a crack in the media here. You mentioned it earlier about stop staring at your device and make your dreams real. Yeah. You know, th- this, this whole device addiction thing is a whole other subject. Well, why don't we talk and about be- that on the other side of this break, because I've got to take another short break. Exonation Nation, yeah, Robert Bakke is our special guest. www.robertbakke.com, and his books are available at amazon.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Did you know that away. when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Nothing is impossible. The only drift difference explanation between a dream and reality, in my opinion, is just doing it. And don't forget, failure is a lesson in life. You learn from your mistakes. You find out, well, geez, what did I do wrong? How come I failed at it? Hmm. Oh, I, I, I see where the problem is. Yeah, I can take care of that. And you go on. I know, life's not fair. You're not given the book of instructions like you do at Ikea when you're putting something together. Mind you, there's many times when I think Ikea is a lot more difficult than life, but that's for another show. Everybody has one of these devices. Everybody's looking down instead of looking up, Robert. Where does this all fit in into the grand scheme of things? Everybody thinks that we're so technologically you know, advanced that we're in a world of instant communication. I, I don't see it that way. How do you see it? Well, what you've got with your devices is you've established an entire culture of people that now suffer from addiction. And mm-hmm. in fact, we, uh, we, we've been pretty outspoken and have um, actually led the charge on a lot of national media down here in the United States over the subject of device addiction because, you know, you really have to decide if you want your device or your dream mm-hmm. because you, can, you cannot achieve your dreams 
while you're staring into your device. As a matter of fact, next time you're in a coffee shop, take a look around at the coffee shop at how many people are heads down staring into that machine and know this, while, while some of them might be working, they might be returning emails, and I'm not going to throw devices under the bus as a business tool, but very few people are actually spending the bulk of their time using it as a tool. It's an addiction. It's, it's a social media addiction. It's a game addiction. And, it, and it's not like a television. Because a television, you can watch for two or three hours, watch a movie, shut the television off, leave yep. the house. You never think about the television. There's an addictive nature to these devices. And, and one of the things I'm encouraging people to do is when you see these people in that coffee shop all staring into their device, I want you to look at them as a sea of, of basically it's a sea of people with forgotten dreams. They've now displaced reality into a virtual reality. They've, they've let go of their dreams. They're living idle lives and they're developing addictive behavior patterns. And, and, and I'm going to tie this into what you talked about going into the break about asking for help. Yeah. I come from a family of addiction. We lost a family member to addiction. So I'm, I'm, I'm very keen on addictive behavior patterns. And what people don't understand, not the parents that are staring into them and not the parents that are allowing their children to stare into these devices hours a day. This is the danger point is that once you establish an addictive behavior pattern, it won't go away. So even if you take the device away from your child, you know what will happen? They'll find another it'll one. Switch, it'll switch to something else. Mm -hmm. It could switch to Diet Coke, could switch to cigarettes, could switch to sex, could switch to marijuana, um, gambling. Addictive behavior patterns are very tough to defeat. It's just the, 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 um, the addiction, the, 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 you know, the actual focus of the addiction just transfers. And so there's something very dangerous about this. And I'm here to tell you that you do not achieve the impossible. You do not achieve your dream lifestyle while you are attached to an addiction. So we have to put the devices down and get back to work. It's very sad when you go to a family restaurant and not only do you see these people in the coffee shops, you also see families sitting at tables. Each member of the family has their smartphone out, and they're doing whatever it is they're doing, neglecting the most important aspect of their life at that time, and that is sharing a supper with their family. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a sickness. And and if I'm offending people right now, quite frankly, good. Yeah. If I'm offend if I'm offending people tonight by saying that a lot of listeners right now are suffering from addiction, that it, that's okay with me because I'm trying to save your life. I'm trying to save the life of your children. I'm trying to save your dreams. And about this life thing, let me tell you something. Last April twenty sixth. I was sitting at a stoplight in the most beautiful car I've ever owned. It was a Cadillac Escalade, pearl white, tan leather interior, six liter, tow package, tranny cooler. This thing was had everything. Thursday morning, 9 a.m., not a cloud in the sky. I'm at a school zone intersection. Full stoplights, uh, you know, big green school signs, mm -hmm. whole nine yards. A 52-year-old woman driving a sport utility vehicle, doing between 40 and 50 miles an hour, totally heads down, texting, struck the back of my Escalade, oh. shoved, me, shoved me into a Lexus sport utility vehicle, shoved the both of us into a Toyota Camry, four-car accident, totaled two of our cars. My beautiful Escalade was demolished. It was the luckiest day of, her, of this woman's life who hit me, though, because it was a school zone. She hit three cars instead of a bunch of kids. But she, 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 she actually admitted it. Um, she, she forgot she was driving. Well, how can you forget um, you're driving? I, because, because this is the danger of the addiction. So I, I'm, I'm pretty temperamental about this because I've seen firsthand now mm -hmm. not only how you know, a drug addiction can take someone out of your family and not only how addictions can transfer, but I've just watched a 52-year-old woman absolutely annihilate the most beautiful car I've ever owned and, you know, sent me around limping with back pain for the next several months. And, and, um, th th this is a, it, it's, it's a disastrous addictive behavior. And I, you know, and, and again, when it comes to making your dreams real and making the impossible possible, 
it won't happen when you've left reality in place of this virtual reality. So learn to put your device down and put your attention on what really matters, and that's yourself, your dreams, your family, your children, your girlfriends, your boyfriends. Let's get people back into the equation. It's, it's so important. If there are parents listening to us right now, who they are starting to add one and one together, and they're saying, my God, my kid's addicted to their smartphone. My wife, my husband is addicted to their smartphone. What is the first step in breaking this addiction? Turning it off. (laughs) You know, Rob, it's that simple. An alcoholic has to put the bottle down. When I was in flight school, this is really interesting. This goes back now, uh, gosh, it's got to be 30 years ago. You know, I've, been, I've been flying professionally now for, for, for 30 years. So I, I, I was in, uh, I wasn't training. I think I was flight instructing at the time. And a friend of mine's dad said, was one of the other flight instructors, he said something really interesting to me. He said, you know, there's no future on a bar stool. And, and I, I, uh, you know, I, I thought about that. I was uh, still young enough. I was hanging out in college bars, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. It was that phase of my life. There's no future on a bar stool. Now, now, now pay attention because this is an amazing example. of. Um, uh, so I, I would go into these college bars, and you know what they look like, right? They're filled with kids. Yep. But there'd always be these two or three, like, you know, 40, 50-somethings sitting up at the bar. Life had been passing them by. So here'd be like this 50-year-old man in a bar room full of kids, and and the guy was sitting on a bar stool with his kind of his forearms up against the bar, and he's cradling a beer bottle. You can kind of picture it, right? Sure, kind of staring into the beer bottle. I've seen many of them. And they 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 would pick at the label, the beer bottle label, with their thumbs. That posture today of those guys who watch their whole life pass them by sitting addicted to their beer bottles, picking at it with their thumbs, is the same exact posture people have today, but it's not a bottle, it's a cell phone. And you can see them sitting there texting with their mm-hmm. thumbs. It, it frightens me. But that's what's going to happen to all these kids today. I've asked many guests this question. If we were so concerned years ago about subliminal messaging in the films and on TV... Why would anybody think that the advertisers and the media are not using subliminal advertising on our small, our smartphones, our smart tablets, as well as our computers? Well, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but you're bringing up a magnificent point, Rob. You know, and and that may very well be part of what's creating uh, creating the addiction, yeah. because it, it doesn't make sense. Like I said a few minutes ago, you can you can you can watch a television on and off throughout the day, shut it off, it's gone. You, 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 I mean, you, you, you don't get behind the wheel of your car craving your television screen. Nope. But you do your phone. You do your device. And so, as, as a lot of us have talked about, what is it? What is it about these devices that cause people to not be able to put them down? And, and gosh, you know, that's a, you, that's a great point. Could it also be that they're living vicariously through their through their device and that they can be whoever they want to be whenever they want, say whatever they want. And they don't have to hold themselves accountable in their own little minds when we know the exact opposite is more than the truth. Well, and and I'm sure, you know, that's a part of it. Again, it's a virtual reality, whether Mm -hmm. it's a virtual identity or you're going into a virtual reality. Uh, I I think that the, the, the gossipy part of that is really sad. I, I think that, um, the the selfie, yep. the selfie is 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 really sickening to me. I mean, really, and again, I'm going to offend a whole bunch of people right now, but I I'm really, I mean, I find no interest in your face. I, I don't find <laughs> I don't find interest in the funny faces and the ducklet faces. Yeah, I, I don't I don't find any interest in any of that. That's not benefiting your life. It's not benefiting mine. Um, <clears throat> the global economy right now is extremely fragile here in the United States. Our national debt is over $19 trillion and climbing like an out-of-control gas pump. We have bigger, bigger problems right now that, that need our attention, um, uh, or, or more certainly more important priorities that need our attention. 
but the good taking pictures of our faces and and yeah and um you know living in a virtual yeah. world and if that offends people you know that that might be the starting point but the good news is you have two presidential candidates who either one of them can solve all the problems of the world <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know about that but this, you know, here in the states this is a biggie um you know it's yep. uh uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm not a big supporter of Hillary Clinton. I don't like. I, I just don't. I don't like lying, mm -hmm. and I think that that's that, that's a huge problem. Um, Donald Trump obviously has your personality that takes some getting used to, but the guy knows how to balance a budget. Yep. And so I've become a big Trump supporter uh, simply from an economic standpoint. And quite frankly, the economic numbers speak for themselves. And you know, my my my. Um, I have two, two, uh, maybe three positive things to say about Donald Trump. First of all, take a look at the children he's raised because he's done a magnificent job of that. His, his kids are his finest. His yeah. finest skyscrapers are his children. Um, uh, I, I think that anybody who uh, inherits the, the, the money that he did and, and doesn't self-implode but instead builds like a machine is is very very impressive because as you know a lot of people whether they inherit a million i think they're saying that you know he inherited somewhere between one million and two hundred million hillary was saying it was a fourteen million dollar loan i don't know if anybody knows for sure but a lot of people you know if you handed him five million dollars it would destroy their family and and he didn't he didn't let that happen but the other thing the Oops, other we've thing got to take I, another I break so here important. we've got to take another break here robert Exonation. Okay. Robert Bakke is our special guest. www.robertbakke.com and uh, his book, Prayer at Full Throttle, How Performance-Based Prayer Makes Miracles Happen is at Amazon.com. Mind you, if you go to his website and buy the book from his website, you get it autographed. I'm, I'm not kidding. Go to www.robertbakke.com and we'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. 
No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everyone. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of these Facebook postings that I just shake my head and say, why would somebody want to take a picture of their plate of spaghetti? Why would anybody want to take a picture of their front lawn and say, see what I cut today? Are, are, are these people that needy, Robert, that they'll actually think that even the smallest little thing that they do warrants publicity? Um, it is a cry for attention, don't you think? And it, and it's really a reflection on how we've mm-hmm. forgotten to dream. You know, we talked about device addiction yeah. is really a symbol of, a, you know, it's a, it, it, it's all about forgotten dreams. It's about living idle lives. And, and, you know, Rob, you just hit the nail on the head. Lives have gotten so idle that people preparing spaghetti for dinner, they feel is newsworthy enough in their lives to put it on social media. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God help us all. Social media and mobile devices and 
everything else that are taking away from the humanistic factor, I believe are turning lives into stagnant ponds of swamp gas. And, and in my opinion, the biggest sewer that man has ever created is the internet. Because people just have to sit down, type a few buttons, and they can have any answer to any question that they want. Except the question that they should be asking is, how can I be successful? What do I yeah. need to do to get ahead? Well, and you know, we, we, we were just visiting a bit on, on, on Donald Trump, and mm-hmm. I'll tie this in. The, the thing I wanted to mention about Trump at the end there was, um, well, I guess two things. You may not like Trump's personality, but look at it this way. If, if people have a favorite football team, so I'm assuming wherever you're listening to me, at least most of the countries have, understand what football is, or you know, maybe it's soccer in your country. Um, you have a favorite player that you love to see on the field. Well, you might meet that player. You might meet your favorite player one-on-one, maybe at a, at a, you know, at a Saturday cocktail party. And you would meet that player and find out that you don't like him. You don't like him at all, as a matter of fact. He could be the biggest, or she could be the, the most self-centered, um, prideful buffoon you've ever met. So personally, you don't like them, but come Sunday afternoon on game day, mm. you know in your heart that whether you like that person or not, that is the exact person you need on the field right now. And that's exactly how I see Donald Trump. And it goes to your point just now about how people aren't raising the bar high enough in their own lives. We, we have become... A, a, like a, a swamp of, 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 of dreamless minds. Yeah. And the, inter- the Internet has just taken us there. What we need is we need somebody like Trump who thinks in magnificently large pictures, who's got the courage to put millions of dollars on the line, take a risk, and get it done. Donald Trump will get this country, and probably the world, thinking big again, and God knows we need it, Rob. See, I, I believe that a country is basically a business, and in order to have a successful country, you need a successful business person at the helm. You do, and, and you know what? Not just at the helm of the country, but you're making a really good point here, because the, you know the country just flat out needs business yes. people, because really, when you think about it, it's not a government that makes a country great. What makes a country great is when people like you, rob, you know, rob people like you or people like me. If you can hear my voice right now, what makes a country great is when you, you as a human being, rise to greatness. It's when the people rise to greatness collectively. That's what makes a great nation, because those great people rise into these positions. They set the example for their children and, and, and for the other younger generations behind them. You know, every, everybody rises with, with great outcomes, and we just we have to get that back in people's hearts. When you're out speaking, doing book signings, touring, what is the number one question that people ask you? Um, oh my gosh, you know, the, the number one people question people probably ask me is, mm-hmm. um, did everything always come easy for me? Because they looked at my life today and they think that everything just came easy for me. And it, that gets back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. And the question is absolutely not. It came very, very hard for me. I, as we discussed, maybe people weren't listening. I was the skinniest little kid in school. I was picked last for gym class. I came from a family of addiction. Um, I mean, I was literally a bone thin klutz. When I hit college, I was five foot ten, 130 pounds, five, 10, 130 pounds. I was a, I, I was literally a bone thin skeletal project. And as a matter of fact, um, when I read the new Testament, the first thing I saw from my life was that, um, I, I was supposed to get my black belt and I didn't really understand why, well, I would figure it out. It was because I had to conquer my physical insecurity which was, was a, a big part of my life. I, I had no um, confidence in my physical ability whatsoever. But when I said, I'm going to get my black belt, 
you know, people told me I was too skinny. I was too fragile. I, you know, I'd get punched once and quit, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And I fought my way with two broken ribs. I mean, but I mean, I've had so many bones busted and so many scrapes and bruises along the way. But, um, you know, when, when people like myself who really started with nothing can get to where I've been able to get to today, based on all of these things that we're talking about, it should really provide um, hope for people that are struggling right now, that you can come out of whatever position you're in. It doesn't matter how deep of a hole you're in. You can climb out of it once you're willing to, quite frankly, put your device down, roll up your sleeves, dream big, and get to work. People need to dream again. People need to hump again. People need to to get a hold of their lives, in my opinion. Everybody lives through everyone else's eyes. And, you know, it, it's it's very frustrating for me to see people just wasting their lives away, wishing their lives away. And all they need to do is take affirmative action in their lives and they can achieve miracles. Well, they can. You know, look at the moon. I, I love telling the story. If we start running out of time, let me know. Sure. Um, um, but I encourage everybody, doesn't matter what country you're in, next time you see a full moon, go out and look at the full moon and remember this, that, you know, okay, yes, it's the United States of America that has a flag on the moon. Yeah, okay, that's great. I live in America, and I get that. But, but what the point I'm going to make, it's irrelevant about whose flag is up there. The point I want to make is this, is that somebody did put a flag up there. And, and, and when you see the moon and you really look at it, you'll understand what a spectacular feat that really was. And know this, that the people that flew into outer space, landed on the moon, stuck a flag in the crust of that thing, and flew back to Earth, the people that did that are no different than you are. They're just like we are today. But they lived in a time when people believed that the impossible could be made real. And we have to instill that back into everybody's hearts. You know, I, I had the opportunity of speaking to Mike Silver, the president, and the the person who discovered and found Just Like Sugar. And I asked Mike, I said, Mike, you know, how did you do it? He said, Rob, that's something that I did not do. He said, there's a team involved in everything that you do in life. And he said... There is no I in the, in, the le, in the spelling of the word team. And, and he is so right. But so many people think, especially when you look at the political situation today, that it's, it's I the person, not we the people. When did this happen? For anybody to think that way, they had to have been part of the process that gave the power away. They still have the power. They just have to claim it. Well, they, they do. Listen, the power is in every single one of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we're all created to achieve great things, um, but we have to get outside of ourselves. You know, your point on teamwork. Okay, well, okay, look at the moonshot. Exactly. I mean, Neil, Neil, okay, Neil Armstrong gets all the attention because he was the first man that stepped on the moon, but he'll be the first man to tell you that he did not do that. By himself, there was a team of highly dedicated professionals. In fact, in fact, you know, here's a shout out to what I believe is the greatest movie of all time. It's the movie called Apollo 13. Oh yeah, Tom if you want to see teamwork, unlike you've ever seen teamwork mm -hmm. before, go watch the movie Apollo 13 and and watch a team of people conquer the impossible. It, it's so inspirational. It, it, in my opinion, it's the best movie ever made. And it was five little words that made it all so important. Houston, we have a problem. That's right. That's right. In fact, that's a, if, if people have heard the phrase, failure is not an option, yep. uh, that came from Gene Kranz in, in Mission Control. And, and, you know, and, and the, the point behind all that, too, is that's a real story. That really happened. So we can, achieve, we can achieve anything if we just believe enough. And, and that's not fluff. That's the real deal. Robert, I want to thank you so much for joining us. As always, whenever you're with us, time flies by so fast. Quickly, let our listeners know where they can get a copy of your book and your website again. Well, I tell you what, you can get a signed copy of the paperback, uh, Prayer at Full Throttle. Uh, you can go to robertbakke.com, B-A-K-K-E, robertbakke.com, or just head for Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com, Prayer at Full Throttle. It's a two-time number one Amazon bestseller. 
it will change your life. Robert, thank you so much. Safe travels no matter where you go, my friend, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone. Take care, Robert, and thank you again. Thank you. Talk to you again. Exonation once again, Robert Bakke's website is www.robertbakke.com, and his books are available on Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> 